The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, Mr. Antenna, and by Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. Now your host, Jim Tofty. I always love talking to Eric Roberts, who is one of the most gifted actors in Hollywood, and this is no joke. He has amassed more than 600 film and TV credits, he earned an Academy Award nomination for his role in Runaway Train opposite John Voight. He also received Golden Globe nominations for King of the Gypsies and Star 80 and was perfect in The Pope of Greenwich Village opposite Mickey Rourke. Please welcome Eric Roberts from his home in Los Angeles. Okay, Jim in Las Vegas. It's always an honor to talk to you. It's great to have you on again, and and I'm wondering if you've been working uh, much during this rotten year of the pandemic. Jim, I never stopped. I just, I just, they, they kept calling. So I would, I would have my people check. Is it, is it, is it a, is it a COVID aware set? Are they, are they going by the rules? They being smart because, you know, people do die from this thing. Yeah. And, uh, only, only really one time out of the 12 or 14 sets I've been on in the past year and a half, uh, has it been kind of dicey where I've said, guys, I have to leave if you guys aren't going to wear masks. And, uh, it was only one time yeah. and, uh, it was a bunch of kids. And, uh, so, you know, it, uh, everybody's you know, really paying attention. Everybody's being a grown up about it. So, so, you know, it's, it's like, you know, and it, the only thing that's horrible is it costs, you know, productions a lot more money now because they have to test and they have to make sure everybody's okay. And, you know, before you roll a camera. So it's a big pain in the hiney. Yeah. Your recurring role continues on Grey's Anatomy, which is uh, probably just about the longest-running show on TV at this point, maybe this side of The Simpsons, I suppose. Yeah, I think it might be. Grey's Anatomy was really cool. What I want to point out to everybody listening is, Debbie Allen was my was my director, my um, my boss. For the, nice. For the, what a great director and what a cool lady. We had so much fun together, and uh, I'm in love with this actor who uh, who plays my son, Jesse Williams. Right. What a guy. Yeah, he's something. I mean, I've had some great sons. You know, Benjamin Hollingsworth on Code Black, Eden Gross, Best of the Best, Keaton Simons in Real Life. I've had some great sons. Right. But, uh, <laughs> But I love, I love Jesse Williams. Eric, tell me about this, because you and Mickey Rourke have done a film that looks pretty new. It's called Night Walk, and it looks really great. What can you tell me about it? I can't tell you anything about it. I've been told I can say nothing. Okay. <laughs> but uh, when they release it and we, do, and we do press, we'll talk about it then, I guess. But they... Uh, Tell me that I can't talk about it yet. Well, you and of course, everyone knows that you and uh, Mickey had such great chemistry in the Pope of Greenwich Village. Was that where you guys met? Yeah, that's where we met. That's a great movie, huh? Oh, it's one of my all-time favorite, one of my top five for sure, yeah. And your performance uh, is amazing. Thank you so much. Now, 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 now that's an example of old-school filmmaking in that I got that script in January of that year, 1983, 84, 85, whatever year it was. Yeah. I got the script in January to shoot in September. So I had seven and a half months to, to change my weight, change my hair, you know, get the accent, learn my lines, blah, blah, blah. I had all that time and I used it every day of it. And, uh, 
Now you're off the road on like Friday to start on Sunday morning. And it's like, what? Okay. And, you know, you just, and you have to do it. Yeah. There's, there's, that's, that's all that's out there is that. And so, you know, you do it. And I've always been curious what it is like, what it was like to work with Bob Fosse, who directed you in Star 80, because all actors I've talked to in the past who had worked with him is that they just connect themselves at the hip and let it go because he's that brilliant. Yeah, it's an overused and abused word, but he was a genius. And when you work with, with, with a real genius, you learn two things, that you're not one and that they are very, very, very unusual people. And, and the, you know, that kind of an intellectual artistic gift is just monumental. And when you're around it, it blows your mind because it's so unusual. And you, you, you know, we, uh, we uh, call a lot of people gifted, a lot of people genius, this and this, but those are just words. When you're really around it, you know you're around it. And it's a whole other thing. And uh, he was one of those guys. He was a genius. The same could be said for Heath Ledger uh, in The Dark Knight. So when you're preparing for that film, did you hear things like, well, he's going to be so deep into character, don't even approach him? I did. And it wasn't true. I was I was told, don't even try to talk to Heath. He's in The Joker. Okay, yeah, great. Right. But I showed up on the set. He was very approachable. He was very funny. He was very sweet. In fact, the uh, first rehearsal we had of all the bad guys in that in that big scene, yeah. when he when he puts the uh, the uh, pencil through the guy's eye, uh-huh. um, uh, he did he did he did the monologue once as, as a run through. And he gets through with it, and he turns to us and he goes, "How am I doing?" And you know, he was just—he was just—he was—he was nice. He was approachable. He was an actor at work. He was not all the weird things I had heard, and you know. But he was playing a weird part, so everybody throws that on you like a coat. You know, that's oh my God, he's doing the part. No, he's an actor at work, and uh, he was a good actor at work, and uh, and he was—he was a real loss. You know. That was that was unfortunate. Politics aside, John Voight was was really great with you in in Runaway Train. What kind of uh, thing was it between you two? How collaborative was it? Because it was just a great film. I got to tell you, that's one of the greatest working relationships I've ever had, and we never discussed politics, yeah. not one. Right. And. Uh, um, but uh, but John and I worked together as well as anybody ever has in me in my entire life. John is a smart actor. John is a giving actor. John is a good actor. John is a fun actor to work with. And uh, what what like people don't know about John in that part, John 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 is six foot two. You know, he's a tall dude. Right. And he only weighed one hundred and sixty pounds when we started that film. He was a rail, and uh, he only outweighed me by like ten pounds. But he wore a full body suit. That's that character, is that body suit. You don't realize, I mean, he's acting his ass off to play this man that he is not. This huge man physically, (laughs) this huge man emotionally, this huge man temperamentally, this huge man. Not at all, John Voight. And uh, 
John Voigt is a real actor, dude, and he blew my mind in that project working with him because he just he just you know became this 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 like this like massive animal, and he was truly magnificent in that movie. And then you look at coming home, and you go, my God, it's the same actor. Yeah, my God, he's good, <laughs> and it blows your mind. Yeah. You know, it just blows your mind. John Voigt can act his ass off, dude. Simple. I think you were around 21 years old when fame hit, and a lot of people kind of can't deal with that. Did you? How did, how did you deal with it? A fame, a fame is weird, you know? You, you, it's, it's all distorted, and everybody treats you differently. And everybody says you're changing when in like, in like reality, everything around you is changing because everybody doesn't know how to deal with you because, because, you know, they think you're either, oh my God, a God or, oh my God, he's so lucky he doesn't deserve it. It's either one extreme or the other. There's almost no middle. And, and, and you just kind of feel silly because, because it's like it's like fun to be famous because you get you get better tables in restaurants. But being being like famous is a hassle, and uh, we all we all think we want it up to we have it, and then try to catch a plane when everybody has a phone that has the camera on it. It's hard, yeah. And uh, because everybody wants their five minutes, and everybody has a phone. I mean, you know, there uh, there was a time when you said. To, to your to your keeper where are the cameras over there and you went the other way but now the cameras are everywhere there's nowhere to go so 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 you're always on if you're out and uh, you cannot afford not to be because it's gonna all be on camera I walk into an airport I get to my gate I look at my phone and I see there's there's a picture of me walking into the airport it's just how it goes. Yeah. And we just have to learn. That's just our lives now. That's just, that's just all part of it. It's, if you uh, like it, you know, go be a plumber. <laughs> it's obvious you're in a good place and you love acting. And, and we look forward to everything you do in the future, in, including Grey's Anatomy and, of course, the greetings on Cameo.com. Eric, nice catching up with you. Good luck in the future. Thank you so much. And of, and of Viva Las Vegas. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Of course, Eric admitted years ago that he had a drug problem at the time, but, you know, he came out on the other side of that. And as you heard, he's one of the more uplifting, positive guys you could ever talk to. One of the things he said once was that he credits his wife with turning his life around and not taking anything for granted. That does it for this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. 